0: Life of love. Life of love. With Joy Wilson.
1: Hello dear friends and welcome back to Life of Love. We're so excited to have you returning and sharing these episodes. And as always, we have a message that's gonna center you and your life of love and bring you some messages about what you can do to increase your vibration of love on the in the world and how you can show up as your best self and just live that day live your day with the highest possible outcome and my guest today she's been about living a life of love for over 20 years she's been developing her practice and and her healing methods and it's just a wonderful story she has a legacy of healing she's been dedicated to enriching the life experience through energetic awareness, and the emergence of body, mind, heart, and soul for over 20 years. She has created the Shiva Method, and all that she has done through movement and energetics and energy centers is centered around joy and love. So without further ado, I, I would love to welcome and introduce Fran Bailey to the show. Thanks for being here, Fran. Fran.
0: Thank you, Julie. Appreciate it. The message is, is about that. And however we, we get that, we uh, share it with everyone. My story is pretty interesting one. As a child, I grew up with a lot of performing, you know, dance and music and art. And my mom was a dancer. My dad sang. and But we also grew up in a metaphysical home, which means that we believed in mind over matter and very positive thinking and and so, but dance was my, my way of life for many, many years. It was like how I could communicate, how I could reach the spirit, how I could use music and the body to express. Um, so it was always a message in clear communication and with, with love and every kind of movement, any improvisation it was always that marriage of the two. And so that to me was like the ultimate truth of communication right so we have movement we have truth and then I taught for many many years at a Montessori school and there was a person that told me that I could read energy and I said really what's what's that <laughs> so he was from uh, South Africa and I worked with him for many many years and trained with his trainer Rosenbrier and that opened up a whole nother world for me which I actually knew <laughs> As a child, I had something. I just didn't know what. I was very, dreams would come true. And I was very, very aware of the energy, very psychic, very uh, clairvoyant. But I kind of ran away from it because I just didn't know what it was. And so they'd kind of try to find me, all these guides, and and I would go run away. And then I had children, and then they found me. It just was a path that just went, okay, now I can look at this. And I have to look at this seriously because here we go. So basically, it's, it's, if you think about your, if you've been here many times before, all that system, all that healing system of many years of a healer, which I think I was, sort of just came forward and said, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, that's, that's it, that's it. I started training and then worked for Alliance Institute for Integrative Medicine in Cincinnati for... 12 years, and then started my own work, got into deep meditation, got into more of a deeper throw into the intuitive side of me, and and then I got into, I started my business in 2002, and uh, I was called the Shiva Method. It stands for Seeking Harmony in Energy, Voice, and Action. So it's sort of like the whole kind of that was channeled to me, and I went, okay, yeah, right, okay, let's do this (laughs) I think during COVID, I really sort of understood what the full picture was. The whole kind of method came together. I studied energy, studied movement that could help people run energy on themselves. So I would teach them about acupressure points, (laughs) find their own energy, all the chakras. I'm always working in the chakra system, whether it's energy, whether it's meditation, whether it's movement. And um, so he designed a technique of movement that could help people find the meridians, find the flow of energy in, their, in themselves, and then basically sort of say hello to their own body intelligence and understand that the body doesn't lie and that there's all these different messages. And if we listen, then is it the mind talking or is it the body showing? Is it the mind showing us or is it the body talking? You know, it's one of those both and. And so I was kind of dedicated to that, to help people do that. And then I studied the Enneagram, which is a study of personalities mm. um, designed by a man named Gertrudev, it's Russian, in the late 1800s. And he actually studied movement all over the world and saw that we all have either a mind type, body type, or heart type, but we're one. So he would choreograph like a Sufi thing. You know, he did this famous movement. And and since then, of course, his head has advanced, and it's not as much in the body as it is in the mind, understanding the personality type. If, for instance, if we're a head type, we're going to think, through our heads all the time. For heart, we're going to go into the heart. We're going to be emotional. For body, we're going to be, maybe our body is like resisting something or, you know. So, but we're all all type of, for some heart, some body and some mind and, or vice versa. We just tend to go to one.
1: I was just wondering, like being brought up in a metaphysical household, you were taught to move and you, you had permission to move through your body. And I was just curious when you started studying the Enneagram... Did you come at it through your body more because of your experience or what, how did you absorb that information and, and what was your type based on, you know, do you think your childhood affected it or is it just innate?
0: Well, I think you're, you're, it's innate that, you know, it's just how you see life. You know, it's like, that's your basic, how you see it through that avenue, whether it's the heart, the mind or the body, but you're always going to go in that direction Interesting you should say that because as as a heart person, I'm a heart person, so I feel. So I feel the energy because it's movement and I know what's happening when you come into the room and I kind of know all these things. But at the same time, I had to understand my own issues.
1: Right. And that's what I was wondering, you know, the harmony keeps coming up for me and, and all these energies coming in everything that we're going through in the planetary system right now has there's harmony is so important. And it's, and we're just a a little microcosm of everything that's going on around us, right? Like, we, we we're in it just as much as anything else. And so, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that, the harmonics of it all. And, and, you know, lead me down that road a little bit about how, because we can be out of harmony and that's our norm. So how do you, how do you even start to, to figure out what to harmonize? So
0: I'll give you an example of myself. Okay. Um, so as a heart type, you know, they, they want to help their helpers. And obviously this is I do that all the time. It's a very natural thing, but they can over help. They can go out of their bodies and say, Oh, I can do that. I can do that. I'm going to help you. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. And you just get burned out because you're not coming back to your own needs. So the more you go out, you keep thinking that you're going to get better when you keep helping people. But in fact, you don't because You're going for the wrong reasons. That's number one, because you want to be loved. Mm -hmm. That's number two. Number three, what I learned was through the body that I would impose my energy on someone that may not want it. Cue. Back out. Look at what's missing in you. And then look at it and figure it out. And if you, you know, you did blame and shame or whatever. I mean, the love is, I obviously can do that pretty well, (laughs) but it's just knowing your boundaries and knowing that it has to come from within even deeper, not from out in Mm -hmm. that make sense.
1: Oh, sorry. It does. It totally does. But it's, it's very hard when it's your tendency to do to, to love. I mean, I know I'm, I'm a generator and I, you know, I will empty that bucket and I'll just be like, and you know, it's interesting because you go through these stages where you're like, I'm setting this boundary and this is, but everyone around you is used to you showing up in a certain way. So that boundary is constantly. (laughs) Yeah. So I relate to what you're saying so very much. And you know always people reflect what you need and when you when someone is doing something that you're like whoa that's really affecting me that's just because something inside of you that you've got to work on i mean it's right. it's that simple but it's um it's really hard when you're in it cuz you want to project it on somebody else right and and it it there's a,
0: it's so important as i think as you talk about harmony, I think people, there are more and more people that are waking up to, you know, what, what that means. And also that place of really sharing love and knowing what it is. And then they don't have the boundaries. And then just like you said, it just goes wacko because they're empathic. So that's where the energy thing comes in. They begin to understand their own you know, a way of being empathic to other energy and they start picking up everything. And part of that, um, consciousness is to know, Ooh, uh, -uh." (laughs) when do I say no? And I permission to say no, because I'm not doing anybody any good if I'm not present to, to this
1: right, to your divinity and honoring, honoring yeah. what your needs are yeah. and tuning into yourself. Like, I always say, like, you're your own best friend, like, have that Correct. consciousness about yourself that you would extend to somebody you're caring about. Um, it's it's interesting, because yeah. we're, you know, we have all these paradigms about how love should look. Right, right.
0: So as an interesting technique, when um, I'm working with Women who have given too much, mothers, you know, what I have them when they're really kind of like, I don't know where to go, I don't know, I've done it, I'm giving what I can, I'm whatever, and I'm burned out. And I said, I want you to do this every day. Lay on the floor, put your hands right here at your heart, your fingertips, you run energy into your heart chakra, and you say, what do I need to do for me today? And I say, you say it three times. And I don't care if you cry. I don't care if nothing comes out because you're so, you've given so much, there's going to be something. You do that every day, you're going to start getting back to yourself. So there's this possibility of finding that truth and that love within yourself.
1: And I love that you bring it's them important. to the container that is, it is yeah. in them. that's beautiful. I love yeah. that. That's a great tip. And that's, <laughs> that's so good. And I want that yeah. was that segues to a question I wanted to ask you about what does it mean for you to co-create your life? You talk about this in, um, And I I think it's part of your book too, but it's a a central theme that I noticed in your things about co-creation and, and what does that look like to you? And how do you explain that to somebody who, who has no idea that this is possible? Well, I think
0: co-creating, we are, you know, we are one. And of course, nature is part of a co-creation and part of that element that we live with and by and it's that is so powerful so much bigger than us you're co-creating every day actually if you are centered in your body and and uh, focusing on what your body is feeling knowing hearing and seeing so those are all part of the the process so you know nature god higher self coming back to presence Being okay with your inability at times to function, you know, sometimes that that happens and so you slow down and so you're listening. So the co-creation is part of listening to the aspects of all of yourself, all aspects of you. So they blend into one and then that is the co-creation really.
1: Wow so that to me that just triggered my brain was like like that gives you the harmony when yeah. you can co-create and you can be present and just know that everything is there to serve you. Like every little, like I'm hearing the birds in the background. I think it may be at your house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and whenever I hear the birds, I'm like, yeah, that's my spirit. That's my soul. My spirit is connecting, you know, to the higher realm. So their, their little melodies are there to just elevate my frequency. And so, you know, I just, I adore that. I adore that message. And it's, it's so pertinent just to be present. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm
0: -hmm. I grew up a Christian scientist, but I don't, I don't practice it, but I used her philosophy and her brilliance. And um, she was, again, a a theosophist in the late 1800s and designed this religion herself because she was dying. And, She channeled Jesus basically. And so this is her quote: Divine love has met and will always meet every human need. And that's always in all of all the you know churches. It's a very famous church in Boston. Okay, so this is about universal love and listening to the heart's intelligence. Universal love, in order to be loved, to love and be loved, we must create a level of vulnerability. Through recognition of the ego, we can let go and open the heart to experience compassion and the human condition. With this recognition, we will be capable of experiencing the oneness of humanity. When when have you felt a universal connection? While this experience might differ for each person, it's important to know for yourself and how and when this occurs. And experiencing this divine connection is part of the joy of human of being human. Um, and, and this is a poem I wrote, listening to the heart's intelligence, ever-present love, penetrates the heart body soul spirit and personality feeding the conscious self vitality serenity and peace love gives life and vitality to everything we do there is no limit or judgment in love love opens the heart to what really matters love makes no demands love heals and assists in transcending negative thought and ourselves and others When we are out of resistance to love and we surrender to the light of love, the energy of love will permeate us and reflect out to those around us. Love reflects
1: love. Just beautiful. Thank you for that. My question to you is how, you know, we have these so many things that tell us what love is, or there's so many, so many paradigms that we have to work through. To get to what love really is, you know, it's not, it's not a diamond ring. It's not a promise. It's not, it's not what anyone else does. It's, it's what we are. And so, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to get there because they have to find it in themselves first. And that's always the hardest thing to do is see yourself. And sometimes we can see reflecting our love reflecting on someone else. But what, what kind of signs or symptoms would you, Would you tell somebody that they're close or do they just need to say, you know, God or whatever their belief system is, show me love. I'm ready to see it. What would you say just dipping your toe in the pool for someone who's just feeling so desperate that they they don't even know what really love? When you describe love like that, they're like, I I just can't even like life has knocked them down so much. What would you say?
0: I would ask where the resistance is. and um, letting go of fear so the resistance might be that they were so hurt that they can't open it. They, they, they just have to it's just, they just have to hold on and, and to me if they come to see me what I um, try to explain that trust faith in themselves will bring more joy. I don't mention the word love. Because those that know it, know it. Those that resist it, resist it, don't. They don't want to. It's too big for them. So that trust and that ability to um, believe in change is what I would suggest. So in this work of either energy work or meditation or you have to ha- you hand them tools, but they have to take it because it doesn't mean anything if I do it because it doesn't mean anything. So if they if you give them the right tool then it will unfold. They may they may describe it very differently. But you know some people think that they're compassionate but do they feel or do they think compassion then feel? See, that's where the Enneagram comes in. So uh, my <laughs> My, my husband and my daughter are head types, and I said, nice. I always say this. This is really important. What do you think you might be feeling? Because a six is all, all about doubt and questioning, and so it's hysterical. So every time I do this, like, hmm. So they <laughs> contemplate through the head first. And then they get to the feeling.
1: It, it just sounds so alien to me because I'm so not that way. <laughs> like, like, I can't even, I'm like, I just got to sit with this. I can't even, I can't even make a noise about this right now. <laughs> did that answer your question? Yes. Yes. So, so somebody, somebody feeling that way, you give them tools, you give them hope and you encourage them to find joy Sparks of joy, because that joy is going to raise their vibration just a little that they can feel the potential. And I do believe that, you know, people who have been, you know, there's all kinds of trauma and there's all kinds of, you know, there's things that we carry with our genetics that we don't even we don't even have a conscious memory, but it's in our subconscious. So, you know, you have to have compassion like anything you're feeling, any like people close their hearts off because it hurts so bad.
0: That's very real. And that's very evident, evident. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, there is this moment. It's like, like a child, like a two year old when they're just about to make some huge transition. There's this kind of fight about, I I don't want to let go. I don't want to, but once they get past that, whatever that is, that stage, and then they they, they catapult to the next, is the same principle. So there is this agitation before I think there's a submission.
1: There's no there's no change with right. that disruption. Like so right. many things. Right. So and we, we wanna be comfortable, we wanna predict our, our headspace wants to know what to expect and if you open yourself up to the vulnerability of just knowing your pure love that's it that's is tricky it <laughs> that's, is it's tricky. raw um,
0: there's a
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh I'm going to read this too, if you don't mind a, okay. not, so at this is America,
1: not at all in
0: 2020 this is where I believe that people could make the transition if they're willing to, and I think there are a lot of people that are becoming very conscious quickly and they don't know what to do with it all. So they're waking up. Imagine if we could let go of that voice of harsh judgment coming from us or around us. Imagine. Gravitating to a higher love, releasing false and superego attachments. Imagine developing a new way of thinking around our personal and worldly theory of truth. Imagine redefining our truth and the significance that would have in our daily life. Imagine less suffering and more joy as we build a new world in one love. Imagine seeing, feeling, hearing, and knowing that.
1: So that's perfect. I because mean, things things really got turned upside down. No matter no matter where you stood on yeah. this or that, we were shown the complete dichotomy of our our society, of our politics, of our healthcare. Like every single thing was polarized, right? And so every, there's judgments on both sides. And then all of a sudden it's got to the point where I was like, who knows? Unless I see something with my own eyes, I don't know anything. And maybe I, I might have even like put my opinion on what I saw. Like I could look at the same thing and with a different perspective and see a different outcome (laughs) because our minds will do that. Right. So I started just releasing any kind of knowing. I was like, who knows? And I just started saying, my intuition says this, my, my, my knowledge is what's most important. If someone's going to ask me, I'll share my perspective. But, you know, it's just like, you got to that point where you could go down all these rabbit holes, and you could, you could make yourself crazy. And I think that a lot of people got to that point of, I don't know anything. And these none of these people that are talking about what we should do seem to know anything either. So we got to this point, like this whole consciousness our our mass consciousness was like, I don't know. <laughs> and that was scary, but it was liberating at the same time because. Liberating. I think
0: this, that's the whole point. I think that's, it's just,
1: we're now in that
0: aftermath of it. And, and there's a chance, there's an opportunity to have now go. You know, it's like that, okay, let's make that change. Let's make that shift. And so, because, you know, even saying hello to the unknown is part of the submission and accepting that we don't know, but we know love.
1: And there's a translation that Corona means cleanse. I don't know if you've Mm. seen that. So... Oh, I'm not surprised. That was pretty massive. That's a big lens. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was not a coincidence, and and we we needed that. There's there certain yeah. people that needed to be we needed to be shooken up and and have time. So oh, I'm glad I'm glad we're on the other side of it, and now we we get to do this kind of work to to illuminate what can be. Like you said, imagine, imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um,
0: yeah, I, I definitely have, I'm definitely on that road of light always. And the more I do this, the more I want to share that Mm -hmm. and not necessarily judging, not judging who doesn't want it and pushing it. It's more like it's just there if you want
1: it. And I think living in that vibration uh, is a, a testimony and that's all we need to do is, is live at our highest vibration. And yeah. like you said, if we're repelling someone, right. that's, that's just their situation. We don't need to judge it. Yeah. It's not, not personal. It's just energetic. Right.
0: No, no, but it's just, it's just not the time. And so the, the frequency in which all these things are happening is so Quick, the energy is shifting so quickly I mean it's like okay I'm up again at 5 and here we go at the same time it's like you're racing to the light and as you're racing there's somebody coming at you and you have to move around them because you don't want to hurt them because they're just on a different trajectory all you can do is hold the light and, and there's the path and you know if you go that way you go that way,
1: and I just adore. I wish I had your your Shiva uh, chakra chart It's on your website. I wish I had that twelve years ago when I started learning about chakras because I it took me the longest time to memorize and you know the color scheme and it's just the the words you use just make it so um, tangible. Because yes, yeah, tangible, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Tangible. Yeah. So anybody. On my website, frambaileyhealer.com, if you go to the bottom, it's in blue, you can do a download free of the meditation I do, which is, you know, part of the book. It's an audio with music, and then you can have the sheet to study the what the chakras mean, mm-hmm. the purpose and, and all that stuff.
1: And so I so, yeah, I just find it lovely. I mean, if 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 you can look at the the words that you put to make the chakras tangible. If you can look at those words and just read them and see if any of them like stick. And then you, then you think about putting energy into like, say your, your throat, even if you're feeling like you're getting a sore throat, like that could be a sign that you need to open up your heart, your uh, throat chakra. And, you know, just that visualization of putting energy there is, is so powerful and, and so uh, misunderstood. (laughs) Like, but, (laughs) You know, is that is that typically what when you're working with someone, you might ask them to just feel those, you know, it, those parts and then send energy to that? And
0: yeah, so if someone works with me privately, either on Zoom or in person, I will read their energy with my eyes closed mm-hmm. or I'll get a a, drop, a hit before I work with them. I'll already see it. Um, and. I'll see kind of where the energy isn't or where it's locked up or, you know, they're out of body or, you know, I don't know. It just depends on each person. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do a clearing. And then I'll ask, well, where did, where is it stuck? You know, where did you find, where was it thick? Where did you find flow? Did you, any pictures come up And and, uh, you know, are you any memories or whatever? So I'll, if someone goes to the fifth chakra and it's stuck, it's usually they they want to they want to speak, but when they're not connected to the third, which is the authentic self, and they go to their heart, which allows them to speak. That is, you know, so we go here and here and then here.
1: Gotcha. So they they build on each other. There's there's a build, foundation.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all information goes through seven psychic centers every hour and a half all information that we get every hour and a half so that center if it's turning the other way or it it's locked up or as i call the fish you got a hairball get rid of
1: it (laughs) (laughs) i'm visualizing um a wi-fi tower where all these walk around with human wi-fi towers it's awesome Get to your five G people. We got to get there.
0: (laughs) I mean, you got to be humorous. I have have humor, you know, funny. You can't you you get heavy, but it might come on. So um, I can't remember. I said this to somebody. I don't remember what I say. Oh, I don't know. It's pretty funny, but so and that way they get it because the laughter is like, oh, there it is, you know, or. You're going to run that pattern again. Wait a minute! It's going around your head. How many times? Okay, stop it.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's your co-creation is seeing that pattern. Oh yeah, it's repeating, and then you can co-create a new. And I yeah. love how you're. You're not saying you're healing somebody. You're saying I'm assisting them. I'm giving the, them these tools. I'm helping them see, and then they can work with this on their own because that's that's where real change happens. It's not when you go to an appointment. You're not getting your hair done. You're like, you're working on your energetic set. You know, you're not just sitting there getting a treatment. You are working. This is work. This is ascension.
0: Yes, it is. And it doesn't have to be um, like I have to get it right now. Sometimes it's just, okay, we're just going to touch down, touch in, see what I'm experiencing. Observing is the biggest thing. Observing where your resistance is. And what are you resisting? You know, that's that is the key. I think that's really the key.
1: We are so, we are so basic in our understanding of of energy and and how we can we can move things with our energy. Like it's so basic, and I'm very encouraged by what you're saying. And and it's not new to me. Like I have a friend; she loves crystals, and and she has. Put the energy of the crystals onto the, onto a picture of the crystal. And, and that's how she uses crystals to heal. She doesn't even need the actual crystal. It's just the, the signature energy of each crystal is in the actual picture, the card, which is, you know, what you're doing. You're putting the energy of the chakra into the card. And it's just intention and coming at it with your, with your, your pure heart to, to put it on there. It's- and it's, re- you have to be responsible, right? Because if you, if you were going to say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to put hatred onto this rock and you put that rock into a park, you're projecting hatred. Cancel clear, right? We don't want to do that. But I mean, you have to be very aware of how you're using this with your, you know, your intention because all of it, all of it's a very um, pertinent and potent thing, <laughs>
0: If I'm running energy on somebody on the table and I, my hands, like my, my feet become my hands, so I'm dancing in the body, actually running energy in the body into the cells, clearing the injury or putting energy into the, into the injury to heal it, whether it is, yeah, so the cells react to the energy I'm putting in to the body. The body remembers that the patient's body remembers. And so um, there's an alignment, but when I back away, it's theirs. It's really you know for a healer, it's important that you um, know your boundaries. Again, what you said—you don't want to impose, you don't want to do any kind of negative. So I have to be really clear before, middle, during, after, so that I'm not projecting. It's pretty funny because a lot of people have worked on, a lot of doctors, and they come in and say, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> See I, on, I feel stoned. I said, Well, that's what they all say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun.
1: <laughs> so, well, it's you know, you've mm-hmm. gotten things moving. You've you've given them that divine love. And it's a gift. Oh, well, I, I will definitely share your Fran Bailey healer.com. It'll be in the show notes and everyone can go. You have offerings there. You have free things, you have YouTube introductory videos to work with you, or, you know, it seems like wherever someone is that you would meet them. So, you know, I honor, I honor what you're doing in the world. And I just, I'm so happy we got to connect today and I got to hear your story and, you know, I, I just think the more we can put this out in the field that these things are happening, this is real, um, that, you know, it'll stick. And, and please, if this doesn't serve you, if this doesn't resonate it, let it go. But, you know, I honor, I honor what you have presented. Oh, and thank, thank you, you
0: Julie. I appreciate it. And I think you're definitely on the, the path to share this and you do it well. And I think you innately certainly understand that, um, you know, the more the merrier to, to share this idea and concept of shift, you know, and um, there's no mistake. There's just no mistake that this came about. And two days ago, I didn't get a chance to read everything about you, but um, I will.